You have found Behind the Lines presented by BetMGM, part of the Lions Podcast Network for the divisional playoffs in the National Football League. My name is Steven Andres, joined each and every week on this show by the trading manager over at BetMGM, Christian Cipollini. In this episode, we will look at the early week odds, spreads, and totals over at BetMGM. We will also look at early Super Bowl MVP odds at the end of the show. But first, we will recap uh, some of the action from Wild Card Weekend, and I'll give out some of my early week bets if I have any here. Christian, you are our resident Eagles fan on our podcast network. I would ask you how you're doing, but I think I already know the answer. Yeah, that was a tough one, uh, but not surprised. That's how they've looked for the past seven weeks, so I just did it again. We, we talked about it last week. We were worried that the Eagles were the walking dead. That's exactly what they were. So hopefully uh, some of our listeners profited like I did. And, um, you know, overall for our staff, we had a very strong wild card weekend. Uh, I know basically the only thing I got wrong was the Cleveland game. So overall for you guys as a book, was it a, a winning week or a losing week wild card weekend? Well, hopefully people were following you uh, because most others were uh, not. That, that was one of the best weekends uh, we had. Four of the six outcomes uh, ended up going the book's way and, and wow. by a pretty decent margin, too. Wow. So what were some of the biggest winners for you guys? Yeah, we, we didn't end up. I was pretty surprised the first game. We didn't end up writing a ton of Texans bets. Um, so we were all Browns money. Um, so it was a great start to begin. To begin. Uh, we lost on the Chiefs-Dolphins game. Uh, we had a lot more Chiefs action. Uh, that was one of the losers, uh, but then the Packers Saturday or Sunday was was about as good as it could be. Uh, the Packers upset, and then Lions not covering uh, was was very big there. So the only the one point win was big, and then yesterday was big too. Um, we ended up taking fairly close to fifty fifty money in the Steelers Bills game, which was surprising. But a lot of that stemmed from the game getting moved, um, and it, you know bets not getting voided because it was within the same week. So we had a lot of Steelers action before the move, and then we started taking more bills uh, yesterday as it went in. And then, of course, last night, uh, we still were end up somehow Eagles heavy uh, wow. and then completely went the wrong way. So four out of the six outcomes there uh, was good for the book. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that the bet's still being valid for Buffalo because it gives us a quick opportunity to remind everybody about house rules, not only at BetMGM, but basically all of the online sports books where COVID – changed a lot of the house rules where as long as the game is played by the end of the day monday christian i believe those bets all stay valid right yeah for us ever since covid that was when it changed um we used to be it had to be played within one day uh and at the same event but then after covid uh we changed our house rules so that it reflected being played in the same week uh and and at the same venue if the venue were to change then then it would get voided at that point too um, but yeah, that was to deal with COVID when they were switching games from a Sunday to a Wednesday or Tuesday where, you know, all that craziness was happening. Yeah. So that's, that's important to remember for sure. That's different from some of the traditional old school books that are out in Vegas. So the, the domestic online sports books like BetMGM, that's going to be the case unless there's the, you know, the COVID situation where it gets moved to like a Tuesday, uh, then it would be, it would be different because the, by your rules, Christian, the quote unquote NFL work week ends at the end of the day monday everything up until that point even if it gets moved or postponed is still valid so uh, keep that in mind and always check out the house rules if you're worried a situation like this might occur we don't have any crazy extreme weather this week so nothing to worry about there with with divisional weekend um christian let's move ahead here to the divisional odds we have 
sadly, only seven games left in the NFL season, and we have four games here for the divisional playoffs, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Let's hear what you guys got for the uh, the early week spreads and totals, and we'll begin with the Saturday doubleheader. Yeah, Texans-Ravens. Uh, Ravens are nine-and-a-half-point home favorites and a 45-point total. And uh, how about the Green Bay game as well? Uh, yeah, Packers, Packers 49ers for 49ers are 10-point home favorites and our highest total of the weekend at 50-and-a-half. So I think for some casual betters, the Ravens and the Niners, I think they all understand they're the best teams in the league. They're the one seeds. But having seen how well the Texans and Packers performed wild card weekend, I'm guessing there a lot of our audience, their initial reaction would be, wow, that's a big spread. Um, so I kind of peel back the curtain a little bit. Tell us what goes into your process of making this number. Is it a bump for the one seeds potentially because of a bye week? How, did, how do you guys land on a number like this given the playoff circumstances? Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'll, I'll start with the 49ers. The 49ers are going to be close to a touchdown favorite against most teams besides probably Baltimore. Um, so it starts there. Um, and then from there, um, you know, this one opened at 9.5. We started taking more 49ers uh, money, which led us to 10. Um, and then on the Ravens' side, too, um, you know, they've looked pretty good, too. At this point, they'd be close to a touchdown favorite against a, a fair amount of teams. But, you know, the ones remaining in the AFC, probably not so much. Um, but they end up getting the Texans here, which is, you know, their best team they could pull um and yeah it was going to be over a touchdown for both of these so you know we're seeing where it falls right now they're at nine and a half and ten yeah fair enough fair enough i think um it's highly unlikely but if for whatever reason um we were to get interest in the dogs here and this pushed the ravens and the niners down to eight and a half then obviously i'd be very interested in teasing both of them under the the key number of three down to two and a half i don't think that's going to happen uh, I at least need to mention the weather situation for the 49ers game. It's still early in the week. The Bay Area is kind of wonky when it comes to rain and forecast. But at the moment, we are looking at better than a 50% chance for rain on Saturday night in Santa Clara. Remember, this is Santa Clara, not San Francisco. Uh, Bay Area people will be quick to remind you how long of a drive it is from San Francisco to Santa Clara for a 49ers game. Uh, but we're looking at greater than 50% chance of precipitation potentially here. Um, we'll see if that moves. Not much wind in the forecast. So uh, wind is typically what drives a total down, not necessarily rain. But we at least need to monitor this at the moment and see um, if, this, if this forecast is going to be accurate. If it's not, I think we get points in this game. Um, if, if this is going to be a situation, we've already started to see early week interest in the under because of those weather concerns. Uh, we've moved this to 50 and a half, basically across most of the books. If this gets into the forties and then the weather situation seems to be okay. Well, I, I might come back in on the over at that point because we've talked at length about the Packers defense. They were, you know, benefited greatly from turnovers and bad decisions by Dak Prescott in that last game. But coming into that game, we talked at length about the metrics were not kind to the Packers down the stretch despite facing poor quarterbacks. And on the other side, this is a big step up in class for Jordan Love against the 49ers defense. However, their offensive line when healthy is elite at pass blocking. They are they have been mostly impenetrable. They are number two in the league this season in pass block win rate. So um, 
I at least think they're going to be able to score some points in this one. If that's the case and we get some decent weather, you know, I'm monitoring it, but that's that's the game I'm and that's the side I'm looking at at least at the moment um, in this one, at least in terms of the Saturday games. Christian, let's move forward to the Sunday doubleheader here, early week spreads and totals over at BetMGM. Yeah, Bucks at Lions start on Sunday uh, afternoon. Lions are six-point home favorites with a 48.5-point total. And then the big one, uh, Sunday night, Chiefs at Bills, where Bills are two-and-a-half-point home favorites with a 46-point total. So I went back and checked what you guys had around the closing number for when the Lions played at the Bucks earlier this season, and it was about three, three-and-a-half. So if we flip home field here, let's just say two points. Um, you know, some home fields don't get that, but I think Detroit at this point is a legitimate home field with how rowdy they are right now with their historic playoff win. Um, you know, let's say we flip two points, we're getting that six to seven range here. So, um, numerically, it makes sense to me. I also have concerns about the Lions defense. Now, full disclosure, this opened up, I think there was a five and a half, and I grabbed it. Um, but I need to do some more looking into this because of the defensive metrics of, of Detroit here. I did a number grab because I didn't think it was ever going to exist again at five and a half for the rest of the week. But um, I am not sure about this defense still for Detroit. And Christian, I, I guess my question to you would be, how much have these two teams' ratings changed? Have, have they changed since that initial meeting weeks ago? Or are you pretty much basically around the same numbers here, the uh, same difference? Yeah, I mean, it ends up flowing about the same, but I would say the Bucks' rating, despite winning pretty big, uh, isn't has not moved very much. Um, they they actually made a ton of mistakes in that game. They had a lot of drops, and then the week before, you know, barely hanging on to beat the Panthers uh, to get into the playoffs in general. So their their rating isn't isn't very high. Um, and then the line, yeah, the line's about the same because you know their defense hasn't been as good. But you know they end up getting a good a good matchup here where they they get their second playoff game against uh, the Bucks. Yeah, we'll see if the Lions can generate any pressure here against this Tampa Bay offensive line and a banged up banged up Baker Mayfield. He got his other ankle stepped on in that game against Philadelphia. And yeah, I I agree with you. I think last night was just a product of a you know some of the worst tackling I've seen since covering high school football as a local sports reporter. I mean, that was brutal. And you're, you can't expect that any given week against most defenses. So we'll see about whether or not the Lions can get pressure. They are number one in the league in pressure rate, matching about their blitz percentage. A 28% pressure rate, a little higher blitz rate, closer to 29%. But um, they have generated pressure, so we'll see. And they're going to need to because the back end of that Lions defense – is suspect, even though they're getting healthier and getting C.J. Gardner-Johnson back after he missed most of the season. So um, it's an interesting handicap. I know Eli Hershkovich is going to be breaking this down on, on Beat the Closing Number later today on our podcast network, so keep an eye out for that. Um, this Kansas City-Buffalo game, Christian, I also have to ask you about. I am wondering if the Buffalo injury concerns are going into why you made this number 2.5 as opposed to maybe 3. Uh, it did open at three, actually. Uh, I think we were even uh, briefly at three and a half, but if we were, it was really, really brief. Uh, but we did open at three um, and then took some Chiefs money, so that's how we were at two and a half. Yeah, I'm, my reaction to that is better saw some of the injuries piling up in the Pittsburgh game. Uh, I don't know if you share the same opinion, but um, 
just you know take your odds maker hat off and put your better hat on here for a second and tell me why you think it moved from three to two and a half uh it probably is uh, a lot of the injuries um the chiefs defense is like seemingly very good at this point um while their offense still kind of struggles i mean this ends up seeming like a pretty good matchup for the chiefs where you know they get a pretty banged up defense uh and their defense has been able to stop so i i get why people were coming in on the chiefs at that point yeah, it's almost like congratulations, Buffalo. You finally get a home playoff game against the Chiefs. However, you get two days of rest disadvantage and all of these injuries on top of it, which means fewer days to get healthy for this game. So, man, I mean, that's that's tough. And, you know, their number two corner, Teron um, Johnson, I believe. I'll double-check that. But he had a head injury. We're not sure if he's going to be in concussion protocol. If he is in yeah, Teron Johnson. He if he is in concussion protocol, well, that's a short week now to try and get out of concussion protocol, having played on Monday and now coming back and playing on Sunday on a short week. So we'll see about him. Rasul Douglas did not play last week. We'll see if he's able to play. Sounds like there's more optimism with him being able to come back for this one. He said he was close and he was held out um, as a precautionary reason. So. That would be certainly helpful, but they also have a ton of other injuries. Taylor Rapp, Terrell Bernard, Balen Spector, uh, Tyrell Dodson, the last three names I mentioned, all linebackers. So whew, kind of the wrong quarterback to have a lot of defensive injuries, and that's what they've been hanging their hat on in recent weeks to get into the playoffs is an upgrade in their defensive metrics. So if, if they're hurt again, then we maybe start seeing the bad Bills defense we saw for, you know, six weeks in the middle of the year. So um, I'm only interested in the Chiefs at this point. If you can do a teaser at two and a half, and there's a partner out there that you are comfortable pairing with, then go for it. There aren't any traditional Wong teaser partners out there with only four games on the schedule. Um, otherwise, I'd probably just be waiting for a three on Kansas City. And if it never shows up again, I'd probably just take Chiefs money line in this game, to be honest with you. So, um I was optimistic about the Bills being able to make a run and make the playoffs. I'm holding a big ticket on the Bills to win the AFC. But the way they played down the stretch with not having an explosive passing game against good defenses concerned me. And this is a good defense for Kansas City. And now you add the injuries on top of it on defense, and I am concerned. So I'm hopeful, but my action for this game in particular would probably only be on Kansas City at this point with what we know about the injury situation. Christian, let's wrap things up here with a first look at Super Bowl MVP odds. You guys are awesome for posting these early because uh, if you are correct in guessing which of the teams are going to make the Super Bowl, well, you're going to get a heck of a lot better price on that player to win Super Bowl MVP. I'll kind of read off the favorites here briefly. Lamar Jackson plus 325, Brock Purdy plus 375, Josh Allen plus 600, Christian McCaffrey at plus 800, and Patrick Mahomes at plus 700. Uh, some of the other longer shots down there you can get, you know, longer than 30 to 1 on some of these guys if you think you get there. A lot of the 49er skill positions are at juicy numbers. But first question to you, Christian, about the quarterbacks here. Um, I'm guessing this is, you know, pretty decent price if you're able to correctly predict who's in the Super Bowl because – a quarterback's odds to win Super Bowl MVP once they get there are uh, are not this, right? 
Yeah, exactly. The quarterbacks uh, will be close to, uh, you know, minus 110, somewhere around that range, certainly not getting uh, plus money on any of them. Um, so, yeah, that's what, that's where they sit right now. Our biggest liability is on Lamar. Um, we actually don't have a ton on Brock Purdy, but we do have uh, a lot of liability on McCaffrey as well. Those are our two biggest. Makes sense, right? Like if, if, if Brock Purdy gets there, maybe he goes scorched earth, but you know they, they tend to distribute the ball a little bit. Christian McCaffrey's a bell cow, so I could see him getting credit. Uh, as a 49ers fan, I agree with that. I'd be more inclined to take some shots on the other 49ers skill position players. And um, by the way, now that – Dallas is out of the race. The Eagles are out of the race. The Niners have gone from like even money to minus 300 to win the NFC. So if you just want to like spray some 49ers in the Super Bowl market here and have a bunch of them, the odds are telling you that you have a a far better than 50% chance, probably like 75% chance by the implied probability that you're at least going to get the 49ers and the Super Bowl MVP tickets to the final game. And then who knows what happens in the Super Bowl. But, you know, Brock Purdy plus 375, McCaffrey 8 to 1, Debo Samuel 30 to 1, Brandon Ayuk 50 to 1, George Kittle 150 to 1. And if you want to go with some defensive players, you know, Nick Bosa 80 to 1. And the other defensive player I'd be looking at is Fred Warner, who's longer than 100 to 1. And, um, you know, Christian was a little surprised by this fun fact when I told him about it before the show. The one word of warning I will give you. Now, I don't think Christian McCaffrey falls into this category because he's the do-it-all kind of running back. He's you know just gets a ton of touches. But there has not been a running back to win Super Bowl MVP since Terrell Davis of the Denver Broncos back in 1998. It has been that long. And I went on my tirade with Christian about how Damian Williams should have won it for the Kansas City Chiefs a few years ago over Patrick Mahomes when they beat the 49ers when he had 130 total yards and two touchdowns and Mahomes had two picks and they still gave it to Mahomes. Thought it was lazy voting by whoever's in charge of that. But uh, that's that's quite the streak since 1998 where a running back has not won it. So perhaps Christian McCaffrey can be the one to break that streak. But uh, if I'm betting Niners, I'm certainly taking a shot at some of these other ones not named Brock Purdy with them now huge favorites to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, Christian, last question for you as we wrap up. I asked you going to the playoffs last week what your Super Bowl prediction was. Uh, now that we've had Wild Card Weekend, who's playing in the Super Bowl? Chiefs 49ers. Okay. All right. I said Niners Bills going into Wild Card Weekend. And I think I'm going to have to amend that with with the Bills injuries here. Um, man, Chiefs Ravens would be really tough decision here. Am I really like I I think it's chalk at this point. I think it's yeah. Ravens. I think it's yeah. Ravens Niners. Um, very possible. Not just because of those stupid memes that are going around social media about how their their team colors are in the logo so therefore they're going to be in the Super Bowl. So like <laughs> I just don't have time or brain space for that, but uh <sighs> yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to get a pretty a pretty generous path here back to the AFC Championship, honestly. And I hope I'm wrong. I, I think Buffalo deserves it. Uh, I hope these injuries don't bite them. But they got, they got dealt a tough draw here with the weather moving the game and less time to get healthy and prepared for this one and the injuries that piled up on defense. So uh, I think if I had to decide right now, I'd, I'm going 49ers and Ravens. If there's one team that's going to upset the apple cart here, Christian, who's the team that's going to 
knock out one of those two teams. Well, you said the Chiefs, so I'll give you that. But on the NFC side, is there like do you think anybody has a puncher's chance to to beat the Niners at this point? Not really. I haven't thought that for a while. Uh, I mean, I, technically there's a chance, but uh, it'd probably be the Lions at this point. Uh, I wouldn't really. I don't really have a ton of faith in the Packers being able to do back-to-back upsets here, um, and the Bucks for sure. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick them if they got there. So. I think it'll be a tough road for the Lions. I think they'd end up still being like close to a touchdown uh, underdog in this one if it ends up being that Lions 49ers NFC Championship. I, uh, as a 49ers fan, I actually think I'm more scared of the Packers at this point than I am Tampa or Detroit because Tampa's just eh with their with their offense. Obviously, I think we'd match up well against them. Detroit, obviously, we've talked about the defensive liabilities. Packers are pretty well rounded now when they're healthy. Now, we'll see if Jair is healthy. We'll see about the injury report this week. When they're healthy, they're pretty well-rounded. And if you can protect the quarterback and let him operate, they have some young weapons that are ascending. So I think if the Packers pull the upset here, they're the ones going to the Super Bowl, which is yeah. kind of nuts. So we'll see. Christian, as always, appreciate the insight. Appreciate you pulling back the curtain a little bit there from your trading desk. For everybody else, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to check back here to the podcast network later in the week. Beat the closing number. We'll be back. New episodes of Outside Shots, our college basketball podcast, are starting to turn up here. And our Megapod will be back as well with Adam Caney, Matt Brown, and myself uh, later this weekend for the divisional matchups. Best of luck with all your bets.